right then, mate? Uh, well, other than being ill, mate, um, had a week off last week, uh, and I was away for my birthday. Yeah. Big old. Um. So yeah. So I had a lovely time up north. Big. Went... What was that? What was that? Big old what? I had a lovely time up north. Thanks for the lake <laughs> district. Um, mm. And we'd done a big trek and done six peaks in one go. And uh, then we'd done another peak the following day. Went to Keswick. Got really lucky with the weather. Just had a really good time, mate. Yeah. Uh, and was happy to sing in another year um, up in the mighty north. Basically. Amazing. Mate, so... Awesome. It looked like you had fun and I'm glad you enjoyed your birthday, mate. Yeah. How old are you now? Old enough, brother. <laughs> well, I'll always have that head start. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. how have you been, Samuel? Yeah, well, good, mate. Stressful couple of days, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I, yeah, to, right what I wanted to say, Samuel, um, I mean, this is actually quite a milestone, this episode. Do you know that? No. So, um, officially, this will be, drum roll, episode 50 of Dare to yeah. Talk. Wow. It's our birthday. I know. That's incredible, really, isn't it? Well, it, was, it it's, yeah. It's a lot of graft going into this. We should be proud of ourselves. 50 episodes is brilliant. I know, And mate. it's growing. It's growing as well. We'll keep getting messages and that again lately. So, yep. That's, um, yeah. So, that's, that's, well, yeah, that's just that's brilliant, mate. It's, it's become like a little part of my life, a little sub thing of my life. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't want it any other way, mate. It's, um, it's yeah. an excellent, excellent thing that provides, I don't know, a little help for a few people, many people, however many people want to tune in. Um, but it's, it's, it's it's giving service back to the community, isn't it? That's yeah. the way I see it. Yeah. It is, mate. You know yeah. I mean? um, yeah, getting people's stories out there and inspiring others is, is, is there's something quite rewarding in that. Like, and when you get the messages and stuff and the, the stuff with I do with Dare to Talk and online and everything, and you, you actually see that you're making a difference in people's lives. Um, it just gives you, it gives you the the encouragement to go on, doesn't it? Like fifty episodes is massive for both of us because you do loads of work behind the scenes. I do loads of work behind the scenes, and it does take up a big part of our lives, doesn't it? But it's worth it, isn't it? If it's helping people. Oh mate, yeah, no end. I, you know, I love doing it, and um, I don't, I don't, I don't consider it work. I enjoy it. It's a, it's, it's more of a hobby than anything else. Do you know what I mean? That's um, that's just slotted into my lifestyle. That's kind of just part of what I do and who I am now. So yeah, um, brilliant. That's um, yeah. Long may it continue, mate, for another, well, 50, 50 more and many more past then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And another exciting thing that I think I've just finalized and got all sorted um, in first weekend of June, um, there is the Ipswich dragon boat festival races going on down at the waterfront in Ipswich. What's and, that? Rowing. Yeah, like the dragon boat racing, like the 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 rowing. Um, and I've got a team together from work, and we are going to be um representing my place of work 
and uh, we're going to be competing in the dragon boat races in June. Wow. Have and... you ever done... Well, I don't know what dragon boat racing is, if I'm honest. I just got... Well, a... You haven't... Yeah. Found... I'll be honest, I just had an image of you with your beard stood on top of a dragon in the water, rowing. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen, Sam. I, wow. on June wow. 3rd, am a dragon rider. Wow. <laughs> I used to be a dragon rider. Oh, no, that was the drugs. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's, um, it's, a, it's a great event because it's also raising uh, charity for... We've got to raise um, some money for Brave Futures, which is um, a local charity which works sort of Suffolk and Norfolk area, uh, supporting um, children who have been sexually abused. Um, oh, wow. That helps them change mentality from being a victim to a survivor and being able to carry on living their life sort of productively. Um, That's so, incredible. That's it, a great cause as well. Re because really, really good cause. Because um, not what only that will do is help the individual, but it may help the individual from reoffending later on yeah, in life. Absolutely. I, I kind of just stumbled across the event um, last year as I was walking through the town centre and um, made contact with the event organisers from that point and said, look, I'd be really interested in putting a team forward for next year. Um, put an email out at work a few weeks back and managed to get a team together. So... Now that I've got everyone, sorry. That's incredible. Have you done rowing before? Um, well, I've done concept two rowing. I've never done proper rowing before, but this is a bit different. That's like um, you get like the single oars. There's eleven of you in a boat. You've got a drummer at the back keeping rhythm, um, and you're going. Mm. That's not that. You're like you've got two, one either side, and then a, you're like ten of you are all in a row, and then you're rowing like that to get to a finish. Really? That's like a sprint, basically. Really, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. That'd be that'd be really good. That's in the summer. Apparently, there's 32 teams enters. Yeah, that's a massive event. Well, imagine this scenario. I haven't told you that I'm a dragon racer, and I come flying past you at the finish line. You just see me next to you like this. <laughs> see you later, Jackie boy. That's not gonna happen. I wouldn't even get into the drummer. I wouldn't be allowed to be the drummer. Um, you, you would have cut your beard by then anyway, so I won't be intimidated. Um, I think I'd have done it by now already. Do you know what? I've got one little random bit. I've got half a moustache on this side and not on this side. It's not growing for some reason. And every time I eat something, I bite into this. The other day, I thought I was having a, I thought I was having a stroke. I, I was like, oh, my God. I've got pains up the side of my face. I was chewing on my moustache. Anyway, the panic's over. Panic's over. Uh, yeah. But yes, uh, very exciting um, and another event for charity. So um, I think I'm going to make it habit now, mate. I think that's that's kind of me now. And um, brilliant. That's what it's all about: giving service and yeah. And... That, that ties in with my, my work as well, and um, just trying to build a bit of like team welfare and sort of well-being and staff morale yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So. It ties in with everything, really. So I'm, I'm really going to push it. Um, and Captain Jack is chasing glory on June 3rd. Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're looking for a new Sparrow. So what? this could be your moment. Johnny Depp not Captain doing Jack. it? Huh? Is Johnny Depp not doing it? No, I heard a rumour that Dwayne the Rock Johnson's going to be the next Captain Jack Sparrow, apparently. <laughs> I saw it online the other day, and I believe everything I see online. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> now, how come yours yeah. grows evenly? What? How come yours grows evenly? Um, because I'm better than you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, you no. down. <laughs> yeah, you're professionals. You certainly are. <clears throat> Hi, Sam. Hi, Jack. Welcome oh, to Dead Talk. My phone's gone out again. Stop fucking about with it. <laughs> Take a deep breath, Jack. <laughs> and breathe. Yeah, Walther, motherfucker. Right, so we've had a palaver, not just with my phone. <laughs> Yeah, so the guest has pulled out, but I, th- I think um, we- we'll get him. We'll get him sorted. Um, I- I- he might have forgot about the, you know the, the invite, blood, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. But we'll get Dylan on. Um, I-, I did have a glance at his social media, and I watched the video with Dan. Um, he's doing some great things. Um, quite yeah. inspired, so we will get him on. Um, yeah. But I thought we'd be-, uh, be a good idea to take the opportunity to celebrate the fiftieth episode. Yeah. Because it's been a fucking hell of a journey, mate. We've had some amazing guests on, haven't we? Absolutely, mate. And 50 episodes is incredible. We spoke about it briefly. I don't know if we were recording then or not, was we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an incredible achievement. It is for both of us. And and um, like you say, 50 episodes, 50, 50 different guests and, and incredible stories and inspirational stories. Definitely. Yeah. We, we, we're going to make this episode a bit about Jack, which yeah. is nice because I normally make it all about me. It's like... Changing things around, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so um, in uh, about 10 days, I'll be running the London Marathon for the third yeah. in a row. Yeah. Um, which, that's a big thing for me, but I haven't, I haven't really promoted it all that much. I haven't pushed a lot, a lot of it, and um, there is a bit of a reason behind it, but um, that all kind of goes back to how it, how it all came about, really. Um, so, it's going, well, it's going all the way back to 2020. So, um, towards the end of 2020, um, I'd just been newly promoted in my job, um, and that was a massive jump. I basically went up two positions at my place of work which is that was a huge leap uh, for anyone especially considering I'd only been there for like two and a half years um mm. so a lot of pressure within work really stressed out um also had um uh, basically but I mean so, so you think about the time scale then to so 2020 is when COVID is all at, at its height so we're we're in the thick of it with COVID so um, yeah. interactions aren't going ahead a lot of things are different so socially uh, things are really different I just kind of engrossed myself in work um, and obviously with a new role under a lot of pressure everything was real work driven um, but I was in a relationship at the time um, and that that was a real comfort blanket for me at the time um, however um, end of that year that all just kind of came crashing down so um the relationship ended really suddenly um, and kind of unannounced and hit me quite hard. 
I also had um, a close family member got in quite a bit of bother with the police um, and um, really just really hit the family. Stressful time. Yeah, really stressful. Um, and then I had another good friend of mine. Um, she got sexually assaulted in Ipswich Town Centre. Um, that was basically the, the last night when all the bars were open. You know, we had these periods where we were like coming in and out of lockdowns and whatnot. Yeah. We were just about to go into another lockdown. So it was the last night. Um, and um, she got attacked in Ipswich Town Centre. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So just there was literally, I, I called it like the quadruple whammy. I just got hit with all these these four things. I had this stress at work, yeah. uh, a lot of pressure, uh sudden breakdown of a relationship um you know fucking a friend, yeah, of mine friend. and then a family member getting in quite a bit of shit and affecting the whole family so um and not to mention we were in the fucking middle of a pandemic as well a pandemic so it, it was awful mate and sort of going into 2021 january time um my mental health took a massive dip and i know I've spoke previously about times when my mental health has taken big dips. So mm. uh, sort of way back, uh, yeah, early doors when I first, like my um, family, um, family broke down through divorce and then finding out about my biological father. Um, and then later on when um, I was in a relationship and then that broke down uh, very suddenly and that just that came crashing down again. So I took a real dip. And then I've managed to sort of pick myself up and I was, I was in a good place. 2020 was, it couldn't have been going better, mate. You know, I was, I was in a relationship. It was good. Um, you know, got this ridiculous promotion at work and everything. I just thought, fucking hell, like, everything's going great. Like, what the fuck? Like, world's in pandemic, but that's all looking good for me. Um, mm -hmm. And then end of the year, just boom, crash. Mental health right out the window. Really struggled. Um, I had to disclose how I was feeling to my manager at work, who was awesome, um, and actually linked me up with um, the well, basically the lead psychologist there um, for some some one to ones, um, just for like well being and care and just someone to talk to. Um, so I started engaging in that. Um, I previously engaged with that similar sort of thing, some therapy, like years before. Um, so I got going with that and that was really she's brilliant just absolutely brilliant um, just someone to sort of just i was offloading all of these horrible thoughts i was having dark thoughts not wanting to be felt really depressed like everything had just gone out the window um feeling useless feeling like really just really shit everything was crap and i had no motivation um, but I had to, uh, there was part of me that wanted to keep motivation because of the opportunity that I had. But then there was another part of me that just wanted to throw the towel in and go, fuck all of this. I just want to crawl yeah. hole and die. Do you know what I mean? So that was yeah. those same thoughts were creeping in. Those suicidal thoughts again started to creep back in. And um, I knew I had to do something about it. Um, I think coupled with the fact that. Was, was this the first time of your life that you, that you, um, experienced suicidal thoughts or did you have any when you were younger or anything no so when um i mentioned it before so, so back when i first found out about my dad and the yeah. circumstances around him passing away uh from sudden arrhythmia and just unannounced dropped down dead one day i think when i yeah. found out that and um you know and i had i had this health anxiety just thinking that i, I, I well i must have inherited this condition um and i must have the same thing 
and I just felt really yeah. like hopeless and like I'd lost control. So I thought the only yeah. way that I could take control back was was you know suicide or, or like yeah, like that was how I felt. Um, so that that's yeah. when all that mountain stuff come into play, weren't it? Where you were being extreme on the mountains and everything. Yeah, but... So at that point, it wasn't quite there yet. I had um, I had a couple of close encounters where. Um, I had a location where I was going to go. I had the method that I was going to do it, um, but I, I never, I never followed through with it. Um, I just, it never got to that point. I yeah. just thought of family and the thought of them being told and me being found and all that. Just you I played was, it forward, yeah. Played absolutely. it forward in your mind. Um, the following time was um, when the relation, I had the relationship breakdown, and that was when I went off on the mad one. That was my 2017. That was my mad run where I. Um, I went and go went to do the three peaks. That was the the video I done with Man Up, where I spoke about um, basically I, I was just an attempt to go and push myself to the limit and 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 die. Do you know what I mean? I just wanted to break and just I, I you know I, I wrote a letter that I left in my car, thinking that I was probably going to go and kill myself up on the mountain, and that would be the record of why or or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, I got got. Have you, still got, have you still got that message? What did you do uh, with that? Letter? I, I kept it for a few years, um, and then I got rid of it because I outgrew it, mate. And that's that's yeah. felt right to do this story now because I very much feel like I've outgrown the circumstances of how this all started, all my fundraising and the runs and all that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so going into twenty twenty one, I wasn't in the best place. I was engaging with therapy. Um, I started exercising and running and pushing myself. I remember I, I ran, I think one week I'd done about 50 miles. I'd done like a couple of like 20 mile runs and then a couple of five mile runs all in one week. I sort of, Not like, much then. I'm telling you, mate, that, you know, when we talk about Goggins and that mental strength, like I, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't in the, the best shape of my life at that point, but because of everything that was going on in my head, I was Just able push to... Through. That was my that was my run and fuel. Do you know what I mean? That was. I uh, listened to him on a podcast the other day, actually, and he was talking about all that in the states. And because he he ran like two hundred miles in a day and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah and that, that is, mate. You, you use it. You use those bad thoughts, and um, I very much did. And I, you know, just tying it in with that relationship breakdown that happened suddenly at the end of twenty twenty. Um, you know, I. I that's not fair to go into the details around it, but um, there was a lot of unanswered questions when it did come come to an end. Um, yeah. Every time I didn't have a lot of answers to it, and I think that that played a big part in how my mental health just dipped and I couldn't manage myself. I really, really struggled with it. Um, but towards sort of the end of January, um, I actually found out what actually happened and the fact that there'd been some deception and some things weren't entirely true that had been told to me. Um, and it was unbelievable the amount of, that was like a huge weight just came off my shoulders. Cause I remember at the time, um, the manner that it ended, I blamed myself like I quite often do. I just take ownership of and go and fuck me. It must've been me. I've done something. Yeah. Bad. I'm a fucking tit. I've done something bad. But then when I realized and found out the truth, I was like, Oh, it was yeah. Me. It wasn't me at all. It was completely yeah. that person, um, and that that was a massive release, and that was that was the little lift that I needed. Um, that coincided with uh, 
obviously at the time I'd, I'd just started to get into Goggins and um, I was following him and seeing what he was all about. And I learned about his uh, global event that he, I think I was in his second or third year of doing, which was the four by four by 48. Um, so that was a, a, a one day event where you ran uh, well, a two day event. So you run four miles every four hours over 48 hours. Just mm. basically 12 lots of four miles through two days. Um, so it's an endurance event. Um, Sounds horrendous. But I got, as soon as, <laughs> so as soon as I, I sort of grasped what it was all about, I sort of Googled it and I watched some YouTube clips and whatnot. I thought, what a great idea to really focus on, you know, with, with the way my mental health was, but the fact that I was able to latch onto my fitness and my exercise and I was still able to do long distance running. Um, I was keeping myself in check by talking about how I was feeling. Uh, I'd gained some knowledge and um, some truth that had allowed me to lift some of this weight that I was carrying on my back. Um, and it put myself into a, a real focused mindset. And I thought at the time, um, one, it was a good event to do, to focus on, but also it was the perfect starting point to try and raise some money for charity, which yeah. I hadn't done for a long time. I think way back in like sick form was the last time I'd done like some charity fundraising. Um, but I'd all since find out about my dad um, and understanding the circumstances around him passing away, um, I'd always want to raise money for the British Heart Foundation. Um, mm. And I'd always since I was like 10 years old, wanted to run the London Marathon. So obviously that drive my whole life of wanting to run it. Then find that but be dad and being put him back in the mind thinking I'd love to do something in his memory and raise money for the British Heart Foundation. And then obviously London Marathon. So I think I'd spent about six, seven years trying to get in, but always failed. And I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this event. I'm going to, for the first time ever, I'm going to push the, a little bit of the story out there just to see kind of what people think or how people respond to it. Um, because I kept a lot of it secret. There was only sort of close friends and family that are aware of it. Um, yeah. I spoke to me nan and granddad about it. <clears throat> and um, Is it, is it your, your, your biological dads? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I, spoke, I spoke to them about it and they were happy for me to do it. And... Um, and so it began, mate. I, I think I launched it. That's probably a few weeks out from when I was going to do the event, and um, just fucking took off, mate. Mm. Really, I mean, I was getting a lot of money coming in, and a lot of people messaging me and saying they had no idea. And I, I'd only really put out a small part of it. Yeah. I didn't put out the full story, and um, and yeah, it just it just took off. And then I remember. When I did the event, I managed to get uh, a friend to run every like four mile that I'd done. I got a friend to come and do it with me. Um, you know, obviously put it all over social media, like loads, of, loads of responses. And I think I raised, oh, I want to say it was close to about twelve hundred quid within within yeah. like a couple of weeks. Um, it's amazing, mate. It was unbelievable. Um, so, didn't you do an actual podcast with the British Heart? Yeah, so so this is how it all developed, mate. So this was the starting point. Um, so obviously because of the response and what I'd done, um, at, at, at the time I remember just thinking, like, this can grow. 
because I know that the response I'd had and I thought, fuck me, like this can really go somewhere. I think I could really do something good here. So um, I, I tried to get in contact with British Heart Foundation just to sort of let them know, look, I've done this event. Um, this is the money that I've raised. Um, and just try to sort of float the idea that I'd, I'd really love to run the London Marathon for them. Um, that coupled with the fact my nan was... <laughs> I think she rang them like every day for like two weeks to try, and try and get, to try and get them to contact me and speak to me about my story and whatnot. Yeah. One day they did. So um, they called me and um, fuck me. Yeah. I just took off my, I remember I, I got an article in the local papers. Um, then I got an article in the national paper and then I done the British Heart Foundation podcast Um <sighs> And then literally I had the best news ever. I remember I came out of work one day and um, I had this email on my phone, <laughs> over my phone, and it was saying that they were, they were happy to offer me a spot in the London Marathon that year, 2021. And I just, How did that feel? Oh, mate, I was in the car park and I was just leaping around the car park, like singing and like just dancing and just like so happy. And the, one of the best things, one of my, my mates just came, he saw me and came running over and he like hugged me and he was like, what are we celebrating? Like this. And like, <laughs> and I said, I'm in. And he was like, what are you in? <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. It was just, it was the best feeling. And um, and yeah, and then fuck me, mate, the whole, oh, and that just, that just took off, mate. So then from that point, I, um, uh, because at the time the London Marathon was taken part in October rather than April when it normally sits um, because of COVID like the previous year that had been cancelled or they'd done like a closed event so this was the first event post-COVID they wanted to do it in April but couldn't because we were still in lockdown so that got pushed back to October so I had from like March time March April time when I found out to train all the way through until October when I'd run the marathon. So uh, I planned to do an event each month in build up to that and then push, yeah. um, push my charity fundraiser. Um, and yeah, I just fucking took off mate. Um, obviously yeah. all the articles and um, podcast and that whole year just became, became something else, mate. And then, you know, because of all this positivity that, and made my work and life a lot better um, and allowed me to sort of thrive through that and that new position. And then, um, you know, through a series of circumstances support, I got qualified and then got a permanent position and then uh, got a job. And do you know what I mean? Everything just went fucking super at work. And then... Yeah. Isn't it funny how destiny works? Like... It's like, honestly... You you, you went through all that, which led you to come down to the dip, which led me to ask you to come on an episode, which led you to end up co-hosting it. And now we're sat here at 50 episodes of Dare's Talk. Honestly, mate, I mean, the, the, you know, the irony of that, and I just, yeah, I just think back to how I felt at the end of 2020, going into 21, and the, the way I'd been made to feel. And I just think there was a reason for that like yeah that was that really was rock bottom and um that put me yeah in that, that's why you're passionate now about helping others the same same as yeah and I, um yeah. you know and I, I i don't I, you know and where i'm at now obviously 
went through and I ran the marathon and it was the fucking the greatest, one of the greatest men- moments of my life and one of the greatest memories to be able to run it and, um, you know, to, you know, to do it in, in memory of my dad and raise money. And, um, and then because of how successful I'd been in fundraising, they gave me another spot in 2022. Um, so then I ended up, I ran the marathon again in 2022. And that was obviously when I linked up with you and the dip mm. and the podcast and, um, and then, yeah. And then 2022, again, really successful, uh, raised more money and they gave me another spot for 2023. Just quickly talking about your dad. Um, as you know, I'm quite spiritual these days and, and I, I get, I get um, not a, a presence. I feel like sometimes I believe my nan, I can feel my nan's presence and everything. Be 100% honest. Did you, uh, do you, do you ever get anything like that? Did you did you feel anything of your dad's presence when you're doing these runs or anything? Yeah, I did. It's definitely that first year running London. Um, I remember getting to the finish line and um, yeah, so yeah, that finish line I really felt quite emotional and I definitely felt felt his presence there. Um, yeah, the time I really felt it um, was actually last year at the 2022 race. So they hold a big convention at the Excel Arena. That's where you go and collect like, race number and you go and meet like the British Heart Foundation there and they give you like a little goodie bag and all sorts. Um, but they had like this thing where they were, they had like a big model of a heart and you could, um, they, they, they had like these little patches so you could write like a little message on and then put that patch on the heart. And then that was like all their runners had like written something or like a memory or a little message on this patch and put on there. And yeah. uh, I don't know what it was, but I, when I got there, they asked me sort of, you know, while I was running and, and asked me about what it was. And I, I just, I got really emotional. I, I was speaking about my dad, but it was like a proud emotional because yeah. I realised how far I'd come. And um, I remember I wrote, I wrote on the patch, it was like, um, to, to dad, the best discovery I've ever made. And then, do you know what I mean? And that, I, for me, that just that really hit home, and I was just I stood there and I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, I was getting really quite emotional. I thought all these all these years, and that's all just that's paid off, and that's um, you know, and I've I've got myself to the place I am now. Um, yeah, off the back of something like an absolute <laughs> rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, there's... There's one way up from a rock bottom. People disagree with that. Some people say you can hover around the bottom, but I've, I personally think use rock bottom as a springboard, like you have to to shoot yeah. to the stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, then, and then to get and and that's nice as well because if you if unfortunately you'll never get to meet your dad because of what happened to him, but but being connected to him like that and feeling that presence is the closest you'll get in this yeah. lifetime to, to yeah. it. So it's nice that you felt that. Hundred percent. I felt I felt like I'd done him. That was like my honour to go and do that and do it in his memory. Well, and well, that's uh, a full circle, isn't it? Is, mate. Like, that's why I feel like um, run next week. That's kind. Of, that'll be the last time I'm going to kind of do London for it for, for, for this story because I think this story's come to an end now. Um, yeah. Good closure, mate. You found that closure. Yeah. That that kind of where I was at beginning of 2021. That's so behind me now 
Like I, I know the person I was then. It's not that person anymore. About the V four marathons behind you. Yeah, that that. Uh, <laughs> I remember at the time feeling quite bitter and quite angry and resentful and holding a bit of a grudge, and then you mm. know about, about the truth, and then you, you know how that developed, and there was there was even a, there was a little bit of pettiness at the time when when I first done my my char- started my charity event, and then I heard about a similar charity thing that was going on, almost copying what I was doing. And I remember at the time that was just kind of, I, I almost found it embarrassing. I remember it, I was just thinking, fuck, like, really? Like, that's that's what you're going to do? Um, yeah. And that was enough for me. That was enough for me to go, right, it's time for me to grow and move past this. And where I'm at now in 2023, I've totally outgrown it. I've outgrown what that was in 2020. Um, I've moved past all of those horrible thoughts I had, those depressing thoughts, and this run in London next weekend that will that, that that's the end of it. That that kind of closes it off, and that's that's the final final part yeah. of that story. I think. Yeah. So things got really dark and and that for you at one point. Now they did for me as well. Um, I've put into place and I think you have as well things to protect us from that sort of thing in the future again if things were to touch wood they don't but if things were to ever go tits up with you again do you think you'd ever go back to to that darkness or do you think that you've grown so much for it you can take on whatever life throws at you now you know what I mean it's something we touched on before with um, one of our previous guests he asked about sort of my dips and times when I've really sort of sunk into that pity despair kind of thing um yeah. and i however it may sound i always feel like that's possible again i always do mm-hmm. but what i've noticed from from the you know the first time to the second time to the third time which was most recent there's there's growth after each yeah. one and i found yeah. the last time when it happened yes i hit that absolute low point again but the way i dealt with it my self-awareness and the way I manage things and how I turned it into a massive, humongous positive off the yeah. table goes to show that I'm far better at dealing with these slumps now than I ever have been. Um, Absolutely. I- it's, it's a bit like being locked in a room and there's five doors to get out of. And the first time you have, you've got a key, but you don't know which door to open. But like after the few times you get to know which door you've got to get out of, you can still be in that room for a bit, but you know the exit after a while. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, you know, like I say, I'm 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 in a good place now, and I'm you know that's that's not that's gave me a real sense of um, giving back. You know all, all the, the stuff that I've done over the last couple of years, and um, all the events that I've done, and raising money, and not only that, sort of in in between those years, I've I done um, done the three peaks for pancreatic can- cancer with um, my close friends. We went and done the three peaks in memory of his uh, one of my friends' mum, and obviously I've got another charity event coming up with some people from work. So it's only inspired me yeah. to get back more and do more things um yeah we've got our charity event in july coming up and that as well and do you know what it's infectious isn't it it's um it's addictive as well since i started doing charity work the feeling it gives you to do that give back to the community um like 
like it's it's rewarding. I've made a lot of mistakes in the past. So I've even thought, but I've actually took money from a from a charity um, in the midst of my addictions, and 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 to do char- a lot of charity work now, and to be, get in a situation where I've I've paid that back and then some to a to a certain charity is is um, what life's all about. Really, it's owning our mistakes from the past. And um and moving forward with it, but yeah, like I say, we we've got charity events ourselves coming up together. You do your own individual charity work. I do my own individual charity work. And the first time I ever done something for charity, um, I I I just I didn't even I just thought oh if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I set I I was doing the challenge for myself anyway, and and I thought I'll oh, I'll set up it for charity because that's what people do. Didn't think nothing of it, if I'm honest, and and then when when I actually done it and see that I was raising money for this charity, it become like wow, I'm actually going to make a difference here. And ever since then, I've I've done loads of different stuff, different types of charities and stuff that mean stuff to me as well. Like the charity that I took money from when I was very sick, um, I've done a lot for them, and 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 I've done stuff that even I've kept to myself because um, because some charity work you don't need shout about it do you know what I mean sometimes you can just do things for yourself um but I've done stuff for cancer research because my dad had cancer we had him on as a guest and um and I know that charity is very important to him so I raised some money for that charity for him and and for the people that suffer with it you know um yeah it's very rewarding and I think we're both going to get into heaven now Jack <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's <laughs> absolute given um you know and I, I just I, I reflect back over the last couple of years and I, I realized just you know the, the level of growth that I've come on as a person and um in my you know my mental resilience and um my confidence and just everything's improved and um as you know it's a shame that I had to come from like an all-time low um yeah and off the back of a horrible pandemic where everything was but um yeah but, but do you know what and like you said it is a learning curve and everything and and even now when you when when I have a couple of bad days or something or something's out of my control when things have gone wrong and 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 other people's actions and that what I've learned from my past like exactly what you said like like someone else's behavior which I'm not going to go into uh, um has affected a massive group in a whole recently and um and my mindset the whole time was when everybody was getting down about it and I was upset about it and that but I was thinking there's a lot of growth to be had here and that's because we've been through that and we know on the other side of hurt and pain is growth do you know what I mean on the other side of fear is growth you know um... we can see the positives in the negatives now which which is because we've had a lot of negatives happen towards us I just rem- I remember at the time just thinking like that, that was the worst thing ever and just feeling like that's never going to get better. I'm I'm done. I've, I felt like I'm never going to get those feelings back for someone and um and then all of a sudden that just that just took a turn and I realised um how wrong I was about my own perceptions of myself and um the fact that I'd actually I was the good person. I, I was the good guy and um. You know, and then from that point, that just all changed. Everything got better, and um, then got really good, and then got even better, and then just you know, kept going, kept going, and kept going, and um, and yeah, I'm I'm on a different plateau now. Do you know what I mean? This um, 
Yeah. I saw that quote in it. There's that one day you will tell your story of all like your pain and heartache and it will become someone else's survival guide. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's exactly what you do, um, what I do and and what all our fifty plus guests have done. Yeah, genuinely, mate, I I get um you know, my story is my own. Um, but if if I can help someone in the fact that I can share something that was very personal, um, was a real dark time with me, and and you know, they're, they're not nice thoughts that I had back then. But the, the, the if they, if someone can take something from the fact that even though I had those, uh, I engaged mm. with therapy. You know, I was speaking to people. I, you know, I was relying on on good solid people to sort of look yeah. out for me. Um, focused on my work and I focused on my health and well-being. Yeah. And it all just went. Like yeah, that. and I, I, I put a post up the other week where you just said about thoughts and that goes not just with suicidal thoughts but thoughts of people in addiction and stuff and everything and thoughts only become dangerous if we take action on them. Um, the, but, but you can take the right action. Like if you took the action where you were to take your life or something, obviously that's game over. But if you take the right action to talk to a friend or a family member um, and express how you're feeling and get the help you need, like you did, you're a shining example of of um, how things can get better just by communicating on how you're feeling and everything. If, when you when you were keeping stuff to yourself and climbing up mountains and just writing letters to yourself, you were struggling. When you when you opened up and said how you were feeling, that's when the real growth started happening, didn't it? So yeah. it's a lesson to anyone to learn that's listening to this that's struggling with anything on their own. Um, the, um, um, you don't have to. There was one thing I forgot to mention actually. The other thing that I started beginning of twenty twenty one was um, a personal journal. Um, that that was. Yeah. Something- was recommended uh by by the um, the lady that was speaking to um she, she said that that'd be a good idea for you to start writing down your, your kind of thought process and your activity and what you're doing and um yeah. from that point i've never stopped love i've now i'm on to like my second second book now like just writing down i don't that's not will, will do you remember will edwards who come on the uh, uh who was uh he didn't have a problem with booze and that but he went sober for for a while and ended up staying sober he he was talking to me about writing a journal and he inspired me to get one but i've never written it <laughs> but it's something that i want to... <laughs> but i got one but it is something i want to start doing as well because i've heard i don't write every day that's you know maybe maybe once once a week maybe once every two weeks depending on what's going on do you know what sprung to mind then when you said that? Remember Ken? The Hermit. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And when we went and done our episode with him, he'd written his whole life down and and we wouldn't have got that fantastic story for him from him if he hadn't written all that down. Do you know what I mean? So, And what a remarkable life he had. No doubt, mate. Yeah. Or has, sorry. <laughs> It's not writing off just yet. He's still going strong, mate. Yeah. Yeah. If you um, don't know who we're talking about, go back and listen to the Hermit of Treg. We went, me and Jack, we hiked out two, two and a half hours to go and see him. He lives in a little, little hut he built himself in the middle of nowhere in Scotland. Um, there's a wonderful documentary about him as well on BBC iPlayer. You should check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, the award winning Hermit of Treg. The award-winning hermit of trade, 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 take up guitar. Anywho, <laughs> uh, as always, 
like and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify. Dare to talk. Uh, add us on Instagram. I am Jackie Boy Shep. Sam is there underscore two underscore dip. Nailed it. Dare to dip on Facebook. Ask to join the group. Fantastic bunch of people. They're still going every day. There's an amazing bunch of people down there. Lovely bunch. Um, go and experience cold water therapy. It will definitely change your day. It might, yeah. it may change your life. It will. And now is the best time to start getting into it if you want to if you want to condition yourself for the colder weather coming up. Because we're doing dare to dip December again. So, well, in December, funny enough. Don't jump the gun yet, mate. Like, got yeah, but people, if they want to take on that challenge, should start conditioning themselves now. I would agree. Yes, it's time to do it now. Um, yeah. Anything else to add, Samuel? Um, just I think you've trimmed your beard. That's just that's no. the only one that trims the beard out of the both of us. I'm, I'm <laughs> the, more, the more I see you, the more I realise how much you're trimming it. So I might just have to call in to this competition because I've already won multiple. Yeah, so oh. uh, like I said, I haven't really pushed like but, um, a charity fundraiser for this third and final time of doing London, but um, I will. I will add my GoFundMe to the link of this just to sort of say this is the it, this is the final straw, this is the last time we'll be doing London, possibly. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, um, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so um. Yeah, the British Heart Foundation, memory of my dad. Go back and listen to episode four. Four, I think, is when I when I talk about it. If not, I've got the British Heart Foundation episode 25, I think it is. Um, my story's on there as well. So, um, so yeah. Yes. yeah. Don't plug other fucking podcasts, mate. This is death. To- <laughs> I'm a joke. <laughs> <sighs> a terrible person. Anyway. <laughs> I don't care what charity it is. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I just lost my seat in heaven. I've yeah. got to go, Jack. Yeah. I've got some praying to do. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>